0: I can't believe we're hopefully getting closer to fall. We've had kind of a heat wave here, but it's slowing down. They, I know in the valleys it's a lot hotter than where I'm at, but even then for it to get hot where I'm at means it's super hot everywhere else. So our beaches get jammed. Everything gets jammed. But we're doing okay, and we're almost at the other side of this. So I'm looking forward to fall. and. I can't wait for, I mean, think of our conversation on January 1st or on December 1st or on November 5th or even next week. Look at how fast the world is going. Look at how fast a week feels like a year ago or how this morning, today, by the end of the night may feel like a week ago as well. Time is just galloping, and these big events that we keep hearing, whatever they are, are par for the course now. Now, if nothing happens in a day, we're like, oh, wow, nothing happened today, or if you don't watch the news or you don't hear the news or you don't read a newspaper or you're not on social media or you're not anywhere, you, you just won't know what you don't know. But there's certain news that you just can't get away from at this time in our world. But another thing it's doing is it's bringing out all of our feelings at one time. It's like the way the news is unable to hide or to leave a stone left unturned. They're not and the people who are trying to spin the news and create a false narrative and then claim that there's a false narrative, it's because they know that there's a false narrative, right? We, we only can do what we know. The way that looks in our conversations, the anger that people have is no longer worn on the inside alone. It's also worn on our sleeve. We can see it. We can feel it. We have accelerated and evolved and grown so fast that our inner instincts that we did not want to hear in the beginning were now saying, I knew something was wrong, and then again, I knew something was wrong, and then again, I knew something was wrong. wrong." So now when our instinct pops up, we go, hmm, I better pay attention to that because I was right before. So how does anger give itself away when it looks like it's a helper, when it looks like the person cares? What does our mind do when we're angry, but we don't want to admit it to ourselves? let alone anybody else, and if anybody catches it, catches wind of it, because we are in the process of hiding it, we're going to get in an argument with them and we're going to have conflict with them. Because we think of anger as being associated with someone just coming in, guns a-blazing. Yet it shows up passive-aggressive wage. Like if you don't like your boss, you're angry with your boss, you might find yourself showing up late for meetings, kind of holding things up, because that's your way of controlling your voice and looking like you're keeping your emotions out of it, but it's your hurt emotions that made you keep showing up late. But if you keep showing up late, now there's going to be a talk with the boss at some point because they're going to say, hey, you know what, this has happened like three times. What's going on? And then you say nothing and you give a good reason why you were late every single time that you were late. And you try to throw the scent off of your anger because we cannot confront our boss. We don't want to lose it. So that hidden anger that we have, ego comes in and says, well, you can't have like clear communication. You have to evade your problems. Don't get intimate with anyone. Don't compete on the outside with anyone. Just make excuses. Blame others. Play the victim. Do it with like sarcasm and just say, I was kidding. Do it with these backhanded comments. Yeah, that's how you'll hide your anger. It'll work. It'll work. Just try me. So people play the victim. They blame others. They make excuses. They do avoid intimacy because if they get intimate, they have to admit who they are. So how are they going to evade their problems? How are they going to hide their anger? They try to manipulate situations. They want to feel like they have some sense of control. So what is this passive-aggressive behavior? This I'm angry and I won't admit it. Well, it comes out in this deeper form of anger, believe it or not, because passive anger is saying I'm not angry, so the person can't figure out what you're doing for a while. But you become hostile. You get frustrated because you cannot comfortably address issues or confront them. So that that issue, that's the issue, is the lack of confrontation that just oozes out of us. Everyone around you can see it and you know you're doing it, but you cannot see, that other people see it. It's like our insecurities gone amok. Even silent treatment, which is the biggest passive-aggressive behavior you'll ever get from anyone. And I know it sounds like, well, it's the silent treatment. But when you love somebody or you care about somebody, Or you're the child of a parent who does that. The minute they talk to you, you listen because they weren't talking to you. And then you try to please them because you don't want to have to try to figure out why they're silent again. It took too much of your energy. Because the silent treat is used as a control mechanism. It's like you're behind the wheel of that car and you are going to take that soul wherever you're going to take that soul. They want to make you feel bad because they feel bad, but because they can't express themselves A lot of times when they start talking to you again, it's as though nothing happened. And a lot of times we take on the blame for that, like, well, I shouldn't have done that and I won't do that again, hence shaping your behavior, controlling your behavior. And that lack of confrontation remains. So it will happen again. And every time it happens, that silent treatment time, length, will be longer to show you how mad they really are. That has happened to me. That has happened to me for a duration of a pregnancy, for being pregnant. And it has happened to me for no reason at all other than control me. And that was their way of thinking they were controlling me. But I was aware that something was super wrong at that time. And it gave me time to assess. I started looking forward to those silent treatment periods of time. Because then at least nothing negative was said as well. I had no idea that all that silence was based on insecurity and lack of confrontation skills. I had no idea. And by the time I had an idea, it was years later and I was long gone. At the very onset of that passive anger, the receiver of it, starts to pick up on the mask that just came off of the person we're with. Blind are the meek. They really, really, really cannot see that you can see what they are hiding. So the minute you bring something up, watch out, because they are going to come at you guns a-blazing. So how do you deal with that? What if you are the person with, the, with that passive-aggressive feeling? Like, oh, I'll tell them, but this is how I'll do it. I'll let them know they're not very big. I remember somebody very close to me telling me, oh, I let someone read the manuscript of your book, and they thought it was ridiculous. And I was like, why would you tell me that? When you told me you loved it and it helped you, why would you come to me? oh, my husband, every time I leave to go to your book club, which I didn't even start, I was attending as a favor to the person who started it, to your book club. And he stands in front of the car and goes, help me, Jesus, because I saw Christ and told me that he felt I was a charlatan. What I didn't understand at the time was that that was her own anger for whatever reasons. And the devaluing process was something I was getting pulled into, and I just didn't know it. There was a lot of crazy stuff that came at me from people. Or if I wrote a book and went somewhere and I didn't even know who the person was and someone told them I wrote a book about whatever and they'd come and they'd go, yeah, so-and-so that I know wrote a book too. Okay, I don't know the person you're talking about. I don't know why you just said that to me. And if it makes you feel better, then that's why you said that to me. But okay, is that. Those backhanded comments, those digs, they call them digs, or they're just poking you with information that is devaluing to you and a reflection of where they are at in life. And it's interesting because I never got mad when people said that. I always felt like, oh my God, I did something wrong. But that feeling of I did something wrong evolved into something. Why would? Hmm. What would it take for someone to say that to another person? What would it take from me to tell someone, my husband thinks you're a char- charlatan? I didn't even know what the word was. I had to look it up at the time. And when I read it, I felt sad. And I didn't know how to feel proud of what I was doing when some of the closest people to me or people that I respected, and I I just didn't know that their behaviors would want to take away because I actually thought I helped them and maybe it was uncovering all of that and they wanted to push me away so that they don't have to confront themselves. But for whatever reason, fast forward over the years, ended up being very close to her husband and helping him with his mother's passing and him calling me to thank me, and never once indicated to me that I was a charlatan or I was weird. He met me with great respect, and I thought, wow, there's a huge gap between how he's cheated. Either he's a really good actor or she's a really good devaluer. So I have to always go back to my instincts. When I first met that person and and we went out, I broke out in hives. In hives. Heck, I didn't know why. But probably every antenna in me was trying to tell me, pay attention, something is off, this person is injured so heavily that their injuries are so suppressed that they are going to be your injuries if you stay. And I found out that when I'm near a passive-aggressive personality who cannot, will not see themselves, and they're always right, of course, because if anyone else is right, that means they're wrong. is that if I just keep it at arm's length, especially people that have in my life for whatever reason, keeping them at arm's length takes you out of that party, that party that goes on once you're so close that the mask comes off. And what I found to be most interesting is people who have this anger, when you pull away, they respect you more, which is kind of interesting. And they do that re-auditioning because usually this passive aggressiveness is very prominent in the narcissistic personality. But it also happens in non-narcissistic people. And narcissism isn't a good or bad thing. It's the way we look at life. Narcissistic behavior stems on unknown to the person insecurities that go so deep that they lack any kinds of empathy for anyone except for themselves. That's when they have it a lot. And they are everybody's victim, and they are the plate spinners. But the people who just have injury to love anger they are the ones that over time can help themselves because they are the ones who will say yeah, yeah i am really angry oh wow i do do that oh my god i've hurt people that that doesn't feel good so when we can have that conversation that recognition we can heal But when you're dealing with a narcissistic personality in that same place or space, as they say, they're in that space. But when you can deal with a narcissistic personality, the only way is out because they will never see you until you're gone. And once you're gone, you're either the greatest thing they ever knew or the worst person they ever knew. There's there's that pendulum. There's never a middle ground like, hey, they're okay hey that that was cool. You either get better as you go away and they respect you more for not staying for the party, or they really talk bad about you because you're not stayed you didn't stay for the party. you weren't loyal, you were bad. you didn't serve them well. So what happens? What do you do? If you're the person doing it and you're recognizing that in this place right now, then this is what people are like to you. And if you are the person receiving someone like this right now, these are things you can do to deal with that situation. Because we aren't, you know, machines. We're trying to do our best. And when we don't have the opportunity to do our best, we start to feel defeated. And when we feel defeated, we start making decisions about what to do, about where we are. The most interesting part of this is that passive-aggressive issue Always begs the question, why am I here? If you find yourself asking yourself, why am I here? What am I doing here? What attracted me to this person? Now, if that person's your boss, your mother, your brother, your sister, your neighbor, how do you? How do you navigate? Because someone outside of that inner circle, you can say, I'm just not going to bother on a daily basis because it takes too much out of me. And I don't have that much to give. I'm super busy right here in my life. So here are ways to, to successfully deal with that personality type. And if people are dealing with you this way, then take a look. And say, hey, am I am I putting something out there that isn't healthy for me so it's not really healthy for my relationships? And the first one is to pay attention to that. Like, well, why did I say it like that? Why did I say it like I was hurt? Because I even heard it. Why did I say, well, if you want things, we'll just have to do it your way And I have to listen. You say, you don't have to listen to me. I want this to be us. Oh, no, no, because I want to do it this way and you don't want to do it that way. So let's just do it your way. And it becomes about whose way wins as opposed to a joint decision. So the person doesn't know what to choose because if they do your way, they're excluded. And if you do their way, you're excluded and they may not be happy with that. They want a joint, different kind of way of doing life with you. So paying attention to the fact that is that even happening? And if you see it, call out that behavior. Say, "Well, well, well, wait a minute. It doesn't have to be my way. And it doesn't have to be your way. Maybe we can think of a way, not only that makes us both feel happy about what we're doing instead of one of us feeling like we're being dragged along by the other. Why don't we take a minute to really talk about it? What do we want back from this? And will we get it if we do it this way or that way or a different way? But call out the behavior in a way that can solve the issue as opposed to getting caught up in the argument they need to justify their behavior. And stay present. When they start saying you always get, you never do, I'm talking about this situation. What are you talking about? Because I don't understand how this is even this big of an issue. And at this point, if we cannot stay in the present, I'm off the table on even doing this or making a decision. And be firm because it's only going to be more trouble after that. If if it starts out with that kind of trouble, it's going to take you to the arc of that trouble And then there's going to be the fallout of somebody being blamed for how it didn't work out or how it did and they had nothing to do with it and now they're your victim. That's the passive aggressiveness of it. It looks like nothing and then it gets really bad really fast once you recognize that that person is not open to communication And not open to facing conflict. They are open to fighting conflict. Which is different than facing conflict. Take a look at yourself in it. Are you being up front and facing this conflict? Or are you also acting like you're not doing anything wrong and then come and hit from the back end? Oh, I'll show them. I just won't show up. Oh, I'll show them. I'm not going to give it my all. And now everybody in this scenario has just wasted their time, energy, love, and chance of healing. So if you find that you are mimicking their behavior, remove yourself from the situation the best that you can. Don't stay. Say, I am not going to participate in this event. I no longer want to do this with you, but thank you for considering me. I don't understand why I'm here. And I, I made a pact with myself to not do things that I don't understand why I'm doing them. It doesn't make sense to me, and I have so much to do in my life that I cannot put time here right now. Learning to say no to negative situations is truly one of the hardest lessons we can ever come, come out of. To think that saying yes to this passive-aggressive behavior meant I was loyal and I loved them. And I found out at the end of the day when they kicked my butt to the curb That they could care less and they just moved on. What they didn't know was how much love and energy I put into them and that I put into our relationship. And the fact that I realized that they did not even care just blew me away. It's so interesting how what we think, when we don't take into consideration another person's behavior, how God keeps making that behavior more and more and more obvious so that you can see what you're dealing with and make better decisions the next time around. So never forget that one of the choices you have is to not participate in something that makes every red flag in you go up. I can't believe the show is over. I feel like it's only been five minutes I love you guys. I will see you tomorrow morning. Have a great start to the week. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit Com.